0: that we'll get some real blessing out of. We're gonna be talking about the sixth petition. And uh, that is, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What is there in this verse that can sort of uh, um, help us in our Christian life? What is there in this verse that can help me grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? What is there in this, Section that might just give me a little kick in the pants. (laughs) Now, that's the new New King James Version, just in case you didn't know. But this is what we're going to be looking at. The Lord's Prayer has meant to be our pattern of prayer. Often we struggle, at least I do, with what to say when coming to God in prayer. Christ's sample prayer here helps us with this. The first three, which we learned from Alex, which were absolutely awesome, the first three were concerned with God's name. Then we talked about his kingdom. Then we talked about his will. Those were the first three petitions. And then the last three focus on our needs. Bread, give us this day our daily bread, referring to our physical, and even more important, our spiritual needs. And then, forgive us forgiveness of sin. That was, God will forgive our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that wonderful? I use that verse quite often because I make a lot of mistakes. But I can go go back to God and say, God, forgive me for this, that, or the other thing, and he will. And today, we're going to be touch on the final one Deliver us from the evil one. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Different versions of the Bible will say the same thing in different terminology. And I've heard before, and I think it's true, the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible itself. And for instance, we've seen here what the NASB says. The King James, the one that I received Christ, Sixty-seven years ago. Wow. Three deck, six decades, but it was this one. And lead us not into t- temptation, but deliver us from evil. But the one I'm using now, and I really like it, it's the NLT, New Living Translation. And don't lead us, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Isn't that Interesting same words and we, and and when you look at the words i mean we've been ta- talking about the there's 57 words in the lord's prayer and today we're going to be touching on 13 of them and if you look behind me here it says it, the greek translation and it's word for word here and do not lead us into temptation but Rescue us from the evil one. So our translations that we have are all from the original Greek. So that's good, and I hope that you look into it. Now, what is temptation according to the world? The world, you know, sometimes the world uses a word like this, and other times we as Christians use words like this, and sometimes the Bible uses words as this. Well, according to the world, dictionaries and so on, Temptation is the desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. That's what the world thinks it is. And that's a good uh, interpretation. But what is it according to the Bible? The Bible here is very explicit on temptation. It says temptation is the intentional enticement of a person by some bait, usually pride, always self Uh, gratifying, to disobey God's revealed Word. This is the Word of God, and we are to live and try to live by it. The prediction may be demonic or fleshly, but the object is always distortion of God's Word and the defiance of God's mission to the world. So that's what temptation is. It's when we do something intentionally, to distort the truth of God. It's when we do something that we have planned or organized or or fallen into because we want self-gratification. So temptation is a very interesting subject. So the question when I read this passage that we're looking at, can God tempt or lead us into temptation? Can God do that? The big question, does God do it? That's the big question here. And that's the question we're going to try to answer today. Does God lead us into temptation? Well, as I study the subject and came into different... God Can God tempt or lead us, in, in, uh, us into temptation? When we pray, lead us not into temptation, it, it seems like God has capacity to tempt us. But God does not tempt cause temptation. God does not tempt us, and he cannot, and he can, but sometimes allows us to be tested or trialed. Testing reveals things to us, so it's not temptation that God, God will allow us to go through trials and testings, and um, that's a big subject in itself, but God will not tempt you. You can't say, I did this or that or the other thing, because You know, God tempted me. No, God does not biblically tempt us. And we're going to see a couple of verses to to tell us that. For instance, testing and temptation are two different things. Even though in the Greek language, we're going to see it's the same word. James 1 and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials... Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Well, I can read that. I can preach that. But to live it is another thing. That, that's hard to do. It's such a, all joy when you fall into various trials. I'm, some of you might be going through trials right now. And we, we would like to pray for you. Anytime you want to phone up the chapel or or any of the on the board, they would be willing to come and meet with you. You have to pay the Starbucks coffee, though. That's the only thing they say. No. Seriously, they'd love to sit down with you. If you're being tested, if you're going through trials, that's what Cascades is all about. For over 65 years, that's what it's all about. I walked into these doors. I was a scrawny little runt. Of seven years old, I'd already had two fathers and four mothers. And you know what Cascaders did to me? (laughs) They took me in their arms, and they've been taking care of me all these years, and they're still doing it. So please, don't feel shy. Don't feel embarrassed. Things are done privately, and, 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 and we would love to sit down and talk with you. Another important word in this discussion is found here in James, and that's the word testing and trial. And frankly, it's the idea that my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And uh, isn't that right? Sometimes we go through problems and we, uh, and we certainly can't say to one another when we're going through trials well, all things together. all things work together for good to them that love God. You can't say that. you've got to put your arm around the person, say, listen, sit down, let's have a coffee, let's have a tea, let's have a mate, let's have a, a glass of warm milk or something, and let's talk about it. And that's what I love about the community of God's people. So remember, God has a purpose for allowing us to go through trials and testings. Are you going through some trials and testings? Well, we're going downstairs, and we're going to have a potluck and stand around the tables, and you know, we'd love to sit a little ways off to the edge and just talk about it if you want to. That's what we're here for. We know that trials are meant for our growth, spiritually, Morally and emotionally. And I think of some of the trials I've gone through over the last 77 years, and uh, it uh, hasn't been easy, but God is always there. He's always beside me. He's there with his arms wide open saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And if you don't know Jesus, you can go to him, and he'll give you that peace. That passes all understanding. And you know why he'll give you that peace? Because he is the prince of peace. And when you accept the prince of peace, the peace transmits into you because he comes a part of you and you become a part of him. That's so exciting. Now the Greek word, I'm not going to dazzle you with my vast knowledge of Greek because that's not true. But the Greek word is this, perasmo, It's translated temptation here, and it's the same term used when Jesus experienced the temptation of Satan in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4. It's the same word. This can refer to some enticement to sin. Satan was enticing Jesus to sin. In either case, the phrase is better understood, lead us away from temptation, or testings. That's what I pray. Lord, lead me. I don't want to go through testings. I don't want to go through trials. I don't want to be tempted. Lead me away from that. Help me, guide me, direct me, stimulate me. And he does. But we goof sometimes, but we can always go back to him. That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. He's always there waiting to receive us. James 1 and 3 again. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. I want to be steadfast. I don't want to be a wishy-washy vegetable. I want to be steadfast. I want to be on fire for Jesus. I don't want to be like uh, we say in Spanish, I don't want to be like the Joneses. Have we got any Joneses here? I apologize. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I want to be different. Not just to be different, but I want to be... On the Lord's side, and as I go through trials as testings in my life, I can look up to him and I can say, "Ajuda-me, help me, segur." and he'll come in and he'll help you, he'll guide you, he'll direct you. This phrase could mean deliver us from the temptation of the evil one. The devil is an evil one. We don't, people say the devil doesn't exist, but I know he exists because, you know, in the word of God, it talks about the devil, it talks about Satan. And he's tempting us all the time. But you know the exciting thing about it? I've been reading this book that we've heard a lot about, and thank you, Alex, for it. It's absolutely phenomenal. Darren Johnson's 57 Words That Changed the World. And let me try to read in what he says about this particular subject Can God tempt us? Does God tempt us? Is tempting different than trials and testings? What is Jesus teaching us to pray? This is what he says, I think it is this, Father, as you lead us into the test, do not let the test become a temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Oh, Father, you know that we can't stand up very much pressure. We can't stand under pressure. As you lead us to the test, all of life is full of tests as you seek to prove and improve our faith. Do not let us, do not let the test become a temptation, a seduction to do sin. But deliver us from the subtle wiles of the deceiver. Deliver us from that. Father, rescue us. And this is what we can pray. God will rescue you. You've just got to go to him. Don't try to do it on your own. Don't try to win the battle on your own. Because we won't. We certainly won't. To be tempted is not sin. Jesus was tempted, yet he never sinned. Temptation only becomes sin when you give into it. We can overcome sin. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Myself, personally, I can do nada, rien, nothing. But with Christ, I can have victory over sin. I can have victory over temptation if I allow him to work through me. And through the word of God shows us that. And more we read the, the word of God, more excited we get. More power we get. More ability we get. And more possibility of putting down the temptation and saying, no, I'm not going to go there. No, I'm not going to do that. No, we can do it in Christ Jesus. And that's the exciting thing about faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God is so true. Satan can coax, but he cannot command a Christian. If you're a Christian and you're being coaxed, come on now, just a little bite of that, that apple, <laughs> just a little windy, beany bite. No. He can coax us, but he can't command us. And God is always ready to help you resist. So if you're having trouble with a certain problem, leave it at the foot of Jesus and he'll take care of it for you. I like this. No temptation has overcome you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also that you may be able to endure it. Isn't that exciting? I I think that's good news. (laughs) I think I want to proclaim that. Sometimes when my wife and I are out to dinner and there's a big crowd, I tell her I'd love to stand on the table right there in the restaurant and preach Jesus because he is so wonderful. He is so true. So as God comes to you, he'll give you the victory if you allow him to take over your life. See, he wants to be the boss of your life. He wants to be the controller of your life. Not just your living room, not just your bedroom, not just the, 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 the basement rooms. He wants to be in control of your whole life. And as he does that, you're going to see a big difference in your life. Now, something very interesting that uh, uh, as I went over all the messages again to be on the same page... Uh, I came across a message on September the 5th and Alex says about our Father which art in her heaven. Our Father. Notice here it doesn't say Spirit lead me. It says Spirit lead us not into temptation. Us. I love that. And as Alex pointed out it's speaking to all of us. We're in the battle together. It ain't just about me. It's about all of us and lead us not into temptation. So you are responsible for me, and I am responsible for you. This is written to us here at Cascades. And the word us in both our Father and here in us is plural. And as we work together, as we run the race together, I was preaching on that recently, and somebody said to me, yeah, that means you're trying to get the prize And uh, you're trying to win over me because it says run the race. Remember the the verses? And it talks about one is going to win the prize. But it's a relay team. (laughs) It's a relay team. So as I'm running along and passing the baton to the person in front of me, and they're running along, it's a relay race. And the Christian life is like that in the sense that we're together. That's why we have our local churches. That's why we have our our local churches community of gatherings together under the name of the Lord. So it's lead us not into temptation. You know as in every area of Christian life, Jesus is our great example. He prayed regular for his followers. Jesus prayed regularly for his followers. He prayed that God would protect them spiritually. And we find this in John chapter 17. And some people call it the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Of course, we're studying the Lord's Prayer in Matthew, but some people call John 17 the Lord's Prayer. Others call it the, the model prayer. But you know, the interesting thing about this prayer is that Jesus is praying specifically for his followers, for his disciples. And that's what we are called to do to pray for one another i pray for them i'm not praying for the world but for those you have given me for they are yours are you praying for your brother and sister that's sitting in front of you behind you to the left to the right we are called to pray for one another the bible says now to him that is able to keep you from falling And to present you faultless before the presence of your glorious with exceeding joy. God is there. And he's going to help us. He's going to uh, uh, give us that that unction. He's going to give us that (laughs) oomph. I wonder where that is. But it's in the Bible in different terminology. But he gives us the power. We have the power. By ourselves we can't do it. Here's another verse that's very interesting. When Martin Luther once said, we can help being exposed to these assaults, but we pray that we may not fall and perish under them. That's what Martin Luther says. I pray that you should not, not taken out of the world, but that the, you should kept them from the evil one. We have an advocate, we have, a, we have a lawyer on our side. And you know, the Holy Spirit is with us. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you haven't, you can do it today, but if you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you are full of the Holy Spirit. You are part of the family of God. You're my brother, my sister. Maybe you might say I'm a little loud. And not, uh, I can't sing very well. I sing off key, maybe I'm too loud. <laughs> but you love me because you are my brother and my sister. And as we pray together, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we're going to find out. Oh, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We are in a fight, dear brothers and sisters. We are in a battle. And as we find here in these verses, I won't read them all, but we're in a battle. And the only reason way we can win the battle is putting on the whole armor of God and working together. Working together. You know I enjoy working with Sandy, for instance. He won't like me saying this, but we're out there sweating and dust and dirty and all grunchy, but we have wonderful time. You know why? Because we have the same spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. And when people walk by the alley in the back, I can say, "Hi, how are you?" And, 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 and they can stop and we can talk. because so we have a special spirit in us if we're part of the family of God, but we're in the battle. And we can only win if we work together under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So important. Stand there for having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We have to put on the whole armor of God together. That is so important. And take the helmet of salvation, which is accepting the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ is there. He's saying, Come unto me. He wants us to go to him. And we can stand there and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into day. Come into stay. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus. We can say that. And we can accept him. And he'll help us go through these trials, he'll help us go through these temptations. That he doesn't give us, but the evil one does. It's so important. The, del- the word deliver deliver is a very aggressive word in the original language. That means to snatch. And Jesus will snatch us from the claws of the evil one. All we have to do is ask him. He's there. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. I know I'm repeating this, but to him who is able, he is able to keep you from stumbling and falling. You can't do it by yourself, but with the help of the Lord, we can go through this. So what am I getting at? Let's work together. As a community of believers, let's help one another, and we can do this by texting writing phoning visiting one another encouraging one another and praying for another one another it's so important to be in part pray for one another